We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. 971 FM Talk Podcast. Welcome to the jungle and the Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. Thrilled to have you along. Mark Cox here along with Bo Matthews and Carl Middleman. Hi there. Hey. Hello, I love playing air guitar to this because back in the day, I was a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and of course they referred to Riverfront Stadium as the jungle. And this was the theme song in one of their brief moments of glory as a, as a Bengals fan. There weren't very many of those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doesn't that music just get your blood pumping? It does. Absolutely. They're coming to town right. again, aren't they, Carl Wynn? Um, I'm with the Pretenders yes. as their opening act. Chrissy Hine. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, and what's interesting, uh, outdoor concerts are awesome, uh, and and Axel has been showing up to Carrie Underwood shows for a long time. Yeah, they're buddies. And, and I believe he has tapped her to come and join him, and he'll bring her out as a special guest on, on his tour. Have you seen wow, that? Wow, I have not. What would she sing? Oh, like Sweet Child uh, of Mine? They're, everything, they're buddies. Yeah. Okay, all right. September 9th, Bush Stadium. That's it. I think I'm going to have to go to that. And that's why this is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoor Concert Show. Absolutely, we love we love our rock music. Speaking of the Great Outdoors, I, I've been kind of keeping you guys up to date on my my plans this summer to go to Glacier National Park. Remember we we had remember we had the folks on from a Harvest Host last week, yeah, and we were talking about finding a campsite. They help people find campsites. Um, at, at farms and stuff like that and and they're also starting a new service i believe where they're they're helping yes. you find campsites at national parks and other campgrounds that you're interested in going to that are sold out they scan them and then when there's an opening they they will reach out to you and let you know that so i'm sitting at home yesterday minding my own business and and i get a text from n- not the harvest host one because i've signed up for several of them but for <laughs> one for one called camp nab which is another one i found CampNab.com, and you can go on there f- for as low as ten dollars and set up a a search and you can put in the names of several specific campgrounds and it will it, it'll do its search every five minutes and if something Damn. opens up it sends you 
uh, a text, and you have to be fast, baby, because I've missed oh. a bunch of these. And I happened to be looking down at my phone when that text came across, and I, I hit it. And it was still available, and I grabbed uh, the sites at Mini Glacier out in uh, Glacier National Park. It's the first campsite we've been able to find. We've been trying this since the end of March. We've been trying since since March. If you go back to, to the there. if you go back to the Twitter or the Facebook feed of the Mark Cox Morning Show, you can see him feverishly trying to do <laughs> this at the top of the hour. They open up six months out. And so we knew we were going at the end of July. So we've been working on this uh, since January, February, trying to find sites. And it's it, it now people would grab them in hopes that they might need them. And then when their vacation plans change, they drop them. And then this site alerts you when those become available, which is basically what's happened here. I have a question. I have a question. Is this like StubHub or do they nope. upcharge you? For getting the campsite, they do not. how they are can, they making it money? It takes you to recreation.gov, which handles all the all the public uh, campsites. Oh, so yeah, they, this nice. this place makes money because I pay them ten dollars for the search. Oh, okay. Um, and then they they've got levels of if you're a if you're a year round camper, you can pay a little more than that, and you can go in and change the search parameters and all of that stuff. Very and, cool. And it keeps you up to date all the time. You're the so basic member. I'm a basic member. Because I only wanted for a specific vacation this year. If I was camping all year long in in exotic locations, it would come in handy for sure. Uh, you're never basic. Well, you're, you're you know what basic. I'm saying. You're, you're I'm extra. always extra. He's not paying I me up your, charge. I listen to your morning show, buddy. You are extra. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. You are not hey, wrong, uh, though, Matthews. Uh, as you notice, I have my tinfoil hat on. Uh, do I have time to bring this up about the Canadian wildfires? Yes, sure. please do. Okay, real quick. Have you seen the satellite imagery of all of the fires in the one province uh, that's north of you know the East Coast? Have you seen them all igniting at the same time? No. You haven't seen this? Okay, I'm going to send you a video to your phone. Please look into it. I, I don't know. Something nefarious is going on. I've got family in upstate New York, and, and they're on the mountaintop, and it's really bad up there. It's like a bonfire everywhere in their town. Uh, my dad's in Jersey. He said it's smoky, but it doesn't smell uh, in it. Like it doesn't smell in his house. Although my in-laws, they, they smell it in their house too. Now uh, this is dangerous. So my conspiracy th theory went to, Oh, what about those campers that are out there in the Northeast yeah. going to Niagara Falls? How are they dealing with this? Yeah, that's a good point. It's it's a good point. And here's the other thing nobody's talked about this week, uh, Bo. Everybody's talking about how bad it was in in New York City. It was it was the equivalent of smoking a cigarette when you walked outside. Smoggy. It was getting in your lungs, all that stuff. Yeah. The first thing the mainstream media defaulted to is it's this is because of climate change. Because there's been a drought, there's been a drought in Canada, so the fires are worse. And if we if we would just everybody would go green and buy electric cars, this wouldn't happen. And here's I what they're not, here's what they're not talking about. Right. Here's what they're not yeah. talking about. Remember the, the wildfire problem in California recently? Yes. Yes. The, the, and Donald Trump called them out on it, and they all screamed bloody murder. It's forest, It's lack of forest management. The, the liberals in California had a rule that private landowners could not go in and clear out trees that were more than a certain circumference. So they finally just gave up because they didn't want to face huge fines if they went in and, and did, did uh, fire prevention maintenance uh, in their right. land. And as a result of that, when the fire started, there was fuel everywhere. I mean, there was nothing to stop it. And Canada's got much of the same problem. Now, I mean, these are vast areas 
in 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 uh, uh, force and stuff. I'm not saying they could do it easily, but they could go in and do controlled burns. They could do a lot more force management than they do, but for environmental reasons, they won't do it. And now you've got this situation going on, and everybody wants to blame climate change. I want to. I just want to put in uh, out there that in the uh, the ether of upstate New York on the mountaintop, they are recommending people to get their COVID masks out and wear those. <laughs> uh, to, no, I'm not kidding. At I'm least not kidding. they're coming in handy for something. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bad tan line. How about that? Uh, oh my gosh, that's serious. But yeah, I hear global warming. I mean, that's like I, I talk that's about aging. Classic. It, it's just. It, uh, anyway hey, coming up on the show today we got a good one for you we're, we're going to be joined by emily williams taylor she's a, she's an attorney she's got a big youtube channel called armed attorneys uh, we're going to talk about a new poll out regarding teachers and what they think of having armed teachers in the building with them some interesting results plus speaking of being armed alec baldwin had all those charges dropped against him in the rush shooting but now Docker. some big changes are coming to Hollywood. Our friend of Frankie Campbelletta coming up as well on Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This segment of Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors brought to you proudly by Razorback Armory. They are in De pair on Manchester Road, just east of 270. Man, if you are a Second Amendment supporter and you've never been to Razorback, I'm just going to tell you, you will notice the difference as soon as you walk in, not only by the firearms that they sell, the silencers that they sell, the ammo they sell, the knowledge base. Find them at RazorbackArmory.com and get into the store and tell them Bo sent you in. All right, so, you know, one of the big subjects that we talked about on this show a lot uh, connected to school safety is the thought that there should be a good guy with a gun or a good gal with a gun 
in every school. That I've always felt that way. Uh, I think that there's no way that you can that you can approach that subject uh, unless you've got that that approach. Well, there's been a new poll out about that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Uh, but I want to welcome Emily William Taylor in. She's a Houston-based attorney with Walker and Taylor. Uh, she's also been a strong voice on the Second Amendment issues all over the country and it has a YouTube channel called Armed Attorneys. And it's a thrill to have her back on the show again. Emily, welcome in. Thanks for having me. Good to have you. You know, uh, on this uh, on this poll issue, I understand uh, the Rand Corporation is the one that did this poll uh, on on. I guess they asked teachers specifically what they thought about this. Now, I don't know that that's the complete answer to to the issue, but uh, were you surprised by the results? Let me ask that. You know, I'm not sure it's that surprising when you look at some of the other questions that were asked specifically. Um, when teachers were asked what the most pressing safety issue is to the children that they teach, they didn't say mass shooters and gun violence, because even though the media plays up those events really high, they are incredibly uncommon. They said it was something like less than 5% of teachers said firearms were the biggest safety threat. They're worried about bullying. They're worried about kids who are, you know, hurting one another or bullying one another into suicidal ideation. They aren't worried about mass shooters. Now, it doesn't mean that armed security and having any teacher who is willing and trained to carry a firearm isn't also a good idea, which would be my argument. But I think quite simply, it demonstrates that for, you know, as much as the anti-gun side wants to play up school shootings as being something that could happen you know, to your child today, you know, June 8th, you know, they are tragic, but very, very rare. And I don't think teachers are particularly worried it's going to happen to them. You know, Emily William Taylor is our guest on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Emily, I'm Bo. Nice to meet you for the first time. Um, you know, when I when I think about my childhood growing up, we had uh, earthquake, uh, uh, you know, uh, training. We had fire training. We had, our, you know, our drills that we had to go through, tornado drills. And when I hear that they've got to do active shooter training in, you know, like my granddaughter's school, it just it just saddens me so much. And it is so rare um, that, you know, are the teachers really the one we should be asking about taking on this responsibility? I agree. If you're a teacher and you're a Second Amendment supporter and you're trained and you are, you know, at the ready, that's wonderful. But the money that we spend in this country on all these other things, uh, I think it would make sense to have a, a resource officer at each school instead of, you know, trying to sprinkle, you know, one amongst three schools or something like that. Because when it happens, I mean, it, it's happening right now. That's why there's a lot of Second Amendment supporters that, you know, carry a, a shell in their in their firearm chambered while they're walking because things happen so quickly. Um, do, you, do Is there any amount of these teachers in these polls that are saying, you know, I want to do this, I want to step up, or are they just hands up? They don't want to do it. You know, there are teachers who do want to step up. And I think it's important to remember, I don't think that there's a proposal out there that says that teachers should all be forced to carry firearms and should of be course. the only responders. Um, but just in addition to armed security, I mean, you mentioned fire drills, Bo, and I think that that's actually fire is my favorite comparison. You know, fires in schools relatively rare, but we have done so much to place layer upon layer of protection into our schools against fires. Everything from fire drills to 
um, stalking, you know, I mean, my goodness, I mean, creating the schools out of things that are fire retardant. You don't see big curtains in schools, you know, fire um, uh, ingress and egress marked clearly and schools designed even in their layout to be friendly to getting kids out in fires. That's how we handle the active shooter situation. It's armed resistance. It's drills. It's, you know, the police should be doing drills in each county where they all have to respond to a potential armed shooter situation. And there's layers of things that we need to do here. Yeah, I hope I hope somebody's paying attention to that. Uh, the, the the results of the poll, and I and it, and I excuse me for not mentioning it off the top. Really, is that is that twenty uh, percent of teachers didn't want anything to do. They 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 felt their school would be safer. Fifty four percent said they wouldn't be safer. Another twenty six percent said they thought it would make a difference uh, in the schools. Locally here, uh, Emily, s- some schools have. Security guards in every school, one of our local counties, I think St. Charles County is doing that now. In St. Louis County, it's still hit or miss. It depends on the district. They, they, But at least one or two districts, I believe the Rockwood District, has just taken a step to add more school resource officers. This has got to be a priority. You, you make a great point there. Why is this not a priority uh, instead of AstroTurf on football fields? You know, I wish I had a good answer to that. And the best one I can come up with that isn't horribly pessimistic is that because when you really look at the numbers, they are statistically so, so rare. Um, And, you know, again, doesn't mean we don't need to prepare for them and do everything we can to keep our children safe. But there are every year billions of children coming home and, you know, going to school, coming home safe, you know, when you count day by day, as opposed to the ones who are caught up in an active shooter event. Statistically speaking, it is it is so anomalous so as to not um, worry any particular parent on any particular day. I believe that's why we aren't devoting the resources to it. But the problem is, and the thing that these teachers probably do not know, is that the FBI has actually conducted dispositive studies about how we end, not prevent, unfortunately, I wish I had that answer, but how we end active shooter incidences. And it is armed resistance. Once they see even armed resistance, you don't even have to be the one who shoots the active shooter. The chance that they take themselves out virtually immediately is incredibly high. Wow, that's amazing. You know, uh, maybe I watch too much um, uh, too much uh, Hollywood stuff, but I, I would say this too that you know why couldn't they have an alarm that would be alerting the entire school? Because even if you have a, a resource officer on property, just think of the thousands of square feet of a school, any school. And how can that resource officer get from point A to point B, wherever that that uh, that issue is going on? Why not have like uh, prison cells where, you know, somebody can hit a button in the main office when they know that there's an issue that it would lock all the school doors and bulletproof glass? Why not that in the school doors? Because usually classroom doors have a small window that you can look through. Why not that? Is anybody talking about that? I don't think they are. You're absolutely right. And that is the thing that is very sad throughout the country is lots of these teachers are left to their own devices to figure out how to secure their classrooms. And there are there are lots of great, actually inexpensive products out there that would help them do that. But it should not be up to them. The funding should be devoted such that every classroom is a hard 
target the second we need it to be. Yeah, very true. Emily William Taylor, our guest, she's a an attorney based out of Houston who covers a lot of uh, Second Amendment issues. And Emily, I know this week there was a trial going on down near Fort Lauderdale for for Scott Peterson. He was the the uh, sheriff's deputy who was at the school when the Parkland school shooting started, and he wouldn't go inside. And he's now being prosecuted for that and apparently could face a lot of time in jail for it. Um, I listened to some of that trial this week. Uh, you know, I got to be honest. Since then, we've we've had the Uvalde the, the shooting where, where deputies did respond and police and they didn't go in either. If this guy gets sentenced to a long sentence in jail, maybe that sends a message that if if you're not willing to put your life on the line in that situation, that's probably not the industry for you to go into. I absolutely agree. You know, my state of Texas has two very starkly contrasted um, school shooting events in which police responded well and not well. Um, in Santa Fe in 2018, um, those police officers rushed in incredibly quickly and were able to stop the shooting event within minutes. We also have Uvalde, which is just, uh, it is criminal. And that is exactly part of the FBI studies that say, you know, we know how to handle these instances now. It's not stop, gather, wait for SWAT. It's go in and confront that shooter immediately because that's how these and, and absolutely, if you are unwilling to do that, you need not be a police officer. Well, you know, the other the other side of that, we had a shooting here in St. Louis last year at a performing arts center. A, a former student uh, broke into the school and opened fire and ended up killing uh, a couple of uh, folks. And here, here, here's the situation. And this is something I don't understand. He, he bought the gun illegally because he shouldn't have had the gun he bought it secondarily from someone i want to know why people who sell guns to somebody who's not supposed to have one aren't being prosecuted that that's a violation of the law i mean i've never heard anything about charges against the person that that sold him that gun right and there should be um you know we have uh, we have federal laws in place and you your state likely has the same sort of law that says you cannot sell to someone who you know you know you essentially a knowing prohibited sale um now that being said that's um like finding someone with drugs and prosecuting the drug dealer it can be a little bit harder to get back to that person if say they're a black market seller of firearms because um criminals tend not um, snitch on their right. own, yes. but it is something that absolutely should be enforced. We have prohibited purchasers for a reason. I am the biggest Second Amendment advocate you will find, and you will hear all of us say there should be rules in place. We have rules in place that stop people who should not have firearms from getting firearms, hopefully, um, and creating rules that stop the law abiding will not do us any favors. Our guest is Emily William Taylor. She is uh, the star of Armed Attorneys. Can I say that uh, on YouTube? You can check out that channel. Um, let's let's talk about uh, what the ATF is doing with pistol braces and uh, and, and really bump stocks. I, I guess as bump stocks over, or, or are we still talking about uh, keeping those uh, a possibility for firearm supporters? We are still litigating the bump stock issue. 
which is sad for those people who had a bump stock, enjoyed it, and destroyed it because there was no injunction in place that would have stopped the enforcement of that rule. And yet it is finally being litigated to the point that um, I believe that pistol arm braces and bump stocks, um, when we're having this conversation two or three years from now, will be completely lawful because the ATF has overstepped its rulemaking ability. Now, luckily, at least in the pistol arm brace arena, we have courts that have granted preliminary injunctions that cover not the entire country, unfortunately, but vast swaths of us such that we do not have to either register or dispose of that product. And there's a lot of them out there. Uh, suppressor. Yeah. I'm a huge suppressor fan and uh, recommend anybody that's into the shooting sports or you know even self-protection, uh, you've got to investigate getting a silencer or a suppressor, if you will, uh, because they're just a wonderful tool, just like the bomb stocks and the pistol braces, my opinion only. Yeah. And that's, you know, anyone who has used a suppressed weapon knows that if um, that if the firearm and the suppressor were invented today, it would be mandatory. OSHA would say there can be no law enforcement in the country who's not allowed to use a suppressor. <laughs> we would be living in a Boom. much different world. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I love that. <laughs> yeah, uh, very true. I, I, I've got a lot of friends who are confused. Are, are you getting are you fielding phone calls at all in, in your in your firm or on gun law cases? with people concerned over this pistol brace situation. I know that a federal judge has has put an injunction against it, I believe, if you're a member of Gun Owners of America, it sounds like. But a lot of other people were law-abiding citizens one day and turned into criminals the next. Absolutely. And I believe the ATF has intentionally tried to confuse and to obfuscate um, because The FAQs on their website will tell you that you cannot just comply by simply removing the arm brace. But when you read the rule that is published in the Federal Register, virtually any attorney will tell you that simple removal of the brace so that we can wait and see should be enough to keep you out of trouble. And um, it is a sneaky tactic the ATF would like to convince you through its website that is not the case when in fact the rule as published would say that is the legal situation that we are living in. Firearm Policy Coalition members are also protected by the injunction. You had to have been a member the day of then. Gun Owners of America, it's a little bit more wishy-washy in that order. It says current members of Gun Owners of America are protected by the injunction. How that exactly will be enforced is a little bit of a question mark, but if you're worried, I would recommend joining Gun Owners of America, maintaining that membership. At least then you have the argument you're a current member and you do not have to comply with this rule. That's a good question. It's a good point. Yep, that's great. All right, Emily William Taylor, you can find Armed Attorneys on YouTube and Instagram. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your knowledge and your opinions about what's going on in the Second Amendment world. Uh, Be safe yourself, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, y'all. Yeah, uh, good. Uh, oh, she is from Texas. My my, my <laughs> granddaughter. I'm sorry, my daughter. She's in Grapeland, and uh, and she she's the y'all. She's doing that y'all thing, and she ain't even from there. She gives you that just all the time, a, y'all. It's infectious. <laughs> well, y'all hang out with us because uh, coming up oh. next. Oh, thank you. We we've talked about this uh, last year when it happened, the shooting on the set of Rust, and now Hollywood has finally. 
It's taken them a while, but they've gotten around to reacting to that with some brand new rules. We're going to talk to uh, producer Frankie Cambaletta, who we had on the show once before, uh, the owner of Shift Films, all about that situation coming up on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. We'll make a film about a man that's sad and lonely. And all I gotta do is act naturally. Well, Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, please put me in the movies. Sounds like a great career. I'm I know a guy what. that can do that for you. I bet you do. I bet you do. Uh, welcome back to the show. We want to welcome in Frankie <laughs> Campbelletti. We've had him on before. He is the executive producer, owner of Shift Films. And we had him on uh, last year when we were talking about uh, the shooting on the set of uh, the movie Rust. Frankie, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Yeah, great, great, great having you back. I I read the headline this week and I passed it over to Carl Middleman and I said, "Oh, look at this! Hollywood's going to ban live ammunition on movie sets." Pew, pew. He said, "Let's call Frankie." Uh, what was your reaction <laughs> to that? Um, so my reaction was mixed, actually. Um, I don't know how far you want me to go into it, but um, I actually kind of like this band um, because it's bigger than just a soundbite. Um, the band includes not only the DGA, but the WGA. So that's the Directors Guild of America. And then you have the Writers Guild of America, which is currently on strike. Right. So part of this deal and why the Directors Guild of America kind of got, first of all, let me be clear, uh, live ammo and real guns are not going to be banned from sets immediately. This is going to, t- this is a process. This is going to take, they've reached an agreement. And as part of that agreement, uh, Hollywood studios are not allowed to use AI technology to replace any type of person on set. So think of chat GPT uh, and, and the steam that it's had with the writer's guild and why the writers are also kind of, they're not afraid of this technology, but this is technology to ingest data that we're giving computers. And basically people are writing in, Hey, have me write a script about an action film. And it comes back. And so now I don't need to hire a writer, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is something that directors, and writers have looked at and said, hey, I don't like this technology. How do we come to agreement that the studios won't be using this to replace us? So does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. No, it it yeah. does. Uh, Frankie, so it's both. Hey, you, yeah, go ahead. The, the chat GPT, though, as I understand it, because, I mean, I literally just heard about it at Christmas time from a buddy of mine that's in the, uh, the uh, customer experience at Home Depot. And he goes, oh, have you heard about chat GPT? And I was like, what are you saying? I mean, you have to tell me, explain what this is. As I understand it, though, chat GPT just scours the Internet. If you say write a script for me, isn't it just going to be scenes from a bunch of different <laughs> scripts to make up a script? Or or is it is it creating original thought yet 
it is a hundred percent that. And I've had this war on LinkedIn with a bunch of people in my own industry. So design, <laughs> graphic design, UI, software. Now for software, yeah. I think it's awesome, right? Because most software isn't proprietary anymore. So for software developers, it's amazing. It's like their GitHub where they can write in and say, man, I just can't figure out this Rails code. I can't figure out this Angular code. That makes okay. sense for me for ChatGPT to be involved. However, you have to be, you are 100% correct. If you type into ChatGPT and you're listening right now and you're in front of your computer, go ahead and tap in, hey, man, uh, hey, ChatGPT, I have a coffee shop and I want you, I want to theme it with a siren or a mermaid. What, what do you think I should do? What ChatGPT is going to give you is the brand guidelines for Starbucks without saying Starbucks. So you have to be very careful as to how you're using this stuff because this does run parallel with plagiarism. Uh, plagiarism. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. Hollywood, 100%. Yeah. So in Hollywood right now, listen, listen, there's a bunch of politics and agenda-driven stuff that's out there, whether you agree with that or not. I always kind of stay and play purple in this because, you know what, I do my own thing. I want people to respect the work that I'm putting out. So, you know, when you look at writers in Hollywood, yes, there's a lot of reboots. Yes, there's a lot of stuff. But there are also really, really talented and great writers out there that want their work. They, you know, you, they do this job, and these films make millions of dollars, and they don't feel that they're compensated. They're like, hey, I wrote that thing, and I only got, like, not even a percentage of that film. So, so I understand where WGA is coming from. So but the Directors Guild, I think they're smart. But you have to understand, this deal also affects something else that nobody's talking about. This, this is going to take an hour away from on-set assistant directors. So we're taking an hour from an assistant director's job and we're putting it into safety on sets now. So this deal is actually kind of bigger than just removing live ammo and real guns from sets. Like I said, will not take effect for a little bit, a while they have reached a deal. Uh, but this all comes off of rust, right? 2021, Alec Baldwin's handed a gun and he, kill, he kills um, Hyla Hutchins, right? And this, is, this becomes the big thing um, Hala, I think it's Hala. I don't know. Um, but Hutchins is killed, right? She's a cinematographer. She was up and coming. And he, all those charges get dropped against him, which it kind of faded out and nobody brought up, which I thought was hilarious. And this guy is still committed manslaughter, regardless of how you think about it. And if you're not famous, right, you're going to jail. You're going to jail. If, for I, it. if I get in my car right now and I hit a pedestrian walking, guess what's happening to me? I'm going to get some time, right? Because I'm, I'm negligent. So, but, you know, Alex Baldwin, whatever. Um, I have my piece about him. But, oh, I'm yeah, sure. So, so Frankie, let, let me let's, let me uh, get back to the gun issue for just a minute. I think this is sure because we 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 you you explained this very well the last time we had you on. If you're on the set of of let's say your own film and there's a shooting scene where somebody's handling a gun, it's a real gun, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, that in, that in is going to fire a, a blank, correct? Yes. And as you guys know, blanks can kill you, right? They, they can kill you. But so would they? Would an ammunition ban, a live ammunition ban, ban blanks? Yes, it would ban anything that would have um, any type of gunpowder in it. And as you guys know, blanks do contain a capsule of gunpowder. So, yes, banning ammo really means that they are going to remove um, live-action weapons, so real weapons, and they're going to remove ammo completely. Now, this won't take effect for a while, but what they're going to do is what with Directors Guild and basically the studios have requested now is a bigger budget for post, right? Yes. So now movies are going to take a little longer to do. Um, and what's going to happen is if you have a shootout scene, 
and you're in front of a car. Like, I mean, think of John Wick, for instance. I mean, everything gets hit with a bullet in that thing. Trees get hit with bullets, squirrels. Everything gets hit with a bullet there. So, you know, I, I'm going to be pretty impressed with how this, you know, when you're doing computer animation and, and science and, and integrated technology to make these holes in windows and cars, and this is going to cost them a fortune to do. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering how long the process of this is actually going to be in effect. If you're going to save all of this for post, like I get that you could put some fire sparks at the end of it in, in post, but actually putting holes in bricks and walls and having all these types of things, I mean, it's going to cost them a fortune to, to get this right, especially with a film like a John Wick film or a Mission Impossible, something that deals with a lot of weaponry, a born film, you know, with all the actors, of course, that are against guns, <laughs> which is another thing that's completely <laughs> ironic as well. Yeah, no um, kidding. So, no kidding. Exactly. <laughs> You know, after after the shooting, after the shooting uh, that uh, Alec Baldwin had on that set of Rust, John Schneider, uh, you know, immediately went to a free app on his phone and you know and made his made it look like his finger was shooting a bullet. So my point is, if there is a, a technology to do this, if if it's in post, that's the cost of of making the film. Uh, you know, it would make everybody safer because it is make believe. Hollywood is about make believe. And so I think I, I, I just watched, uh, I've been watching Sneaky Pete. I don't know if you've seen that show, but there's actually a scene where he, uh, Sneaky Pete knows that there's a blank, only blanks in this one gun, but he still shoots a guy in the face and, and, you know, injures him. I don't know. I don't think it killed him, but, uh, you know, it is dangerous, especially when you have all these people out there with live ammo or, or am or, uh, blanks with gunpowder in them. Uh, so are you for or against this band? I'm 100% for the ban. Um, I think it's going to be a big challenge to to Hollywood, but let me be clear on why I'm for it, right? This doesn't hurt gun rights. This only hurts and protects actors on set. Some of them are my best friends in the world that are actually working in Hollywood, working in L.A. They're a little bit safer, and if Hollywood wants to fit the bill to make people safer, I'm all about that. That's the first time we've actually seen safety in films. I mean, this has been a growing trend in, in Hollywood from, you know, the animals we used to hurt on set all the way up to now where animals are protected just like humans are protected on set. So Hollywood has done some great things, you know, for humanity. And they are looking out for actors and cinematographers that, I mean, this is really being pressed by Cinematographer Guild. Just so you guys know, the cinematographers have been talking about this for years. And those are the ones that are in front of the camera. Right. These are the guys that are like, all right, we're looking at barrels. You know, you guys can be behind the set. So they've been on on the um, on the up and up. What I do love about this bill is, once again, the AI technology that the directors are really smart and saying, all right, well, if you're going to take our guns from us, then you can't be using any of this alien stuff. You can't be using any of this stuff that that, that basically is going to take my job and take my writer's job away from us. So I'm 100 percent for the ban. I don't think it's going to hurt the gun industry any any anything. I think that you know the Lightfoot actors that are out there that are against guns. I think they'll feel a little bit better um, about it. But you know, all in all, I, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I I, I, did, I I have to ask when it comes to that though. Uh, how many years did 
did we did we do uh, John Wick movies and and Clint Eastwood movies and where everybody's getting shot up and n- this never happened before. I mean, it's clearly the exception and not the rule. The Hutchins case was clearly uh, there. There was criminal behavior there that uh, uh, neglect at least that that gun was allowed to be loaded with a live round. This is a very yeah it's a very rare exception to the rule and as a result yes. from this point forward as soon as they get this enacted they're going to have to fake everything right i mean i think that uh what bo had said or or, or um it is the land of make-believe i yeah. think you do have a loss with brandon lee right which was uh which was another set that basically was default on a lot of the ammo that was on there. You're absolutely right. I mean, Clint Eastwood and getting into the old cowboy movies, you know, they went off without incident. A lot of those films were spaghetti westerns, so maybe something happened. It was just wasn't wasn't reported. We don't really know, but yes, to to the effect of like what news reported, you know, these films, uh, even when you look at like, you know, World War II films, when you look at like, you know, Saving Private Ryan, it's going to be hard for them, but you also have to get back to what I said, I think, um, a couple months back when I was talking to you guys about the character actor, about the people that really want to feel the weight of that gun. They really want to feel that this thing has the pulverizing power to kill someone. And I'm playing this serial killer. I'm playing this, you know, marksman. I'm playing this role. And so when you're, you're in it, you really need the things around you that make you feel that part. So, you know, will acting be sacrificed? Will these guys not really get into it? Will it take longer for them to sit in their trailers and be like, man, this really sucks that I got to wave around a, a gun that was made in a 3D printer? You know what I'm saying? So I think that there's both, right? I think that Hollywood back in the day was a little bit more loose with their ammo. And I think, yes, the, the exception in the role is a great conversation. I mean, if you just look at the society of, of politics right now and persona politics, you know, one thing makes us stop everything, yes. right? I don't know yeah, necessarily agree with that's the way to, to, to go through with that and, and process that. But at the same time, I think that if anybody is kept safer on set, and honestly, these guys that we love and we know don't necessarily want to, you know, be a part of that, then we lose too as, as an audience too. So I think All it's right, a little bit of a catch-22. Frankie is the uh, executive producer and owner of Shift Films. And I, I really, before we let you go, can you give me the origin of that name, Shift Films? How'd you come up with that real quick? So Shift Films, we have an actual, if you want to follow us, it's at the Haunted Garage. We actually have a fleet of muscle cars that we actually build, and we decided to start doing films. And so everything is based on shifting. You know, it's you're shifting your oh, okay. you're shifting things and like that. So it's based on cars, but it's also the shift in perspective, like we're seeing right now this shift in Hollywood for writers to get more gotcha. money for directors to have more input in their deals and stuff. So it's all, all right. it kind of speaks to that. So, yeah. When you, when you get a chance, uh, Kenny Chesney did a song called shift work. I want you to take a listen to that on YouTube when you get a chance and you'll probably get a, a, a chuckle out of that. Okay. <laughs> I love Kenny Chesney. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you might know the song then. Okay. Shift yeah. work. Yeah, definitely do. All right. <laughs> All right, Frankie. Thank you for joining us on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. Always get to, great to get your knowledge and, and your opinion on here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Anytime you guys need me. All right. We'll okay. see you, Frankie. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. You got it. Yeah, Mark, I, I loved his point Frankie there. needs to hire you for dead guy number four on his next film. How about that? You think? Perfect. Well, that's your talent level, you know. Oh, <laughs> what? man. Oh, that's Ouch. wrong. Shots fired. Wow. Hey. Shots fired. Call 911. Big, 
Big fish. <laughs> That'll do it for us uh, on this edition of Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. I'm going to go uh, be in a movie, it looks like. <laughs> Dead guy number four. <laughs> Have a good weekend. See you, boys. It's a big time. And all I got to do is act naturally. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.